Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrocht here alongside Tommy Castor, Jad Chambers producing things for us. Thanks for tuning in here on KFH. Maybe you're streaming us for free on the Odyssey app. Maybe you're watching us on our video streams available to you on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Do you feel cool, Tommy, when we say we're on Twitch? I'm not even 100% sure what Twitch is, uh, but we're on there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Play video I don't know what it is. I think that's the main thing, right? Like you're you're playing video games. You're you're uh, like showing yourself playing video games. I'm still not totally like convinced that I know exactly what it means either. Yeah, I'm not either, but that's all right. We appreciate you and welcome you into the program. Either way, I'll never forget when I first started seeing that happen. It's been a while, right? And I don't know where, but like people were watching people play video games, and I'm like, "Oh, are you playing?" They're like, "No, no, we're just watching." I'm like, "Oh." That doesn't sound like nearly as much fun. Back in my day, we would get in fistfights over the remote control on who got to play that game. Four older brothers. Like, those were some of the great fights. But, you know, the, to each their own. I guess times have changed. And, you know, we've been passed by, Tommy. Uh, it's no it's no big deal. It's all right. Uh, welcome we've in, everybody. We've been passed by in a lot of different ways. Let, let yes. me, let's be real about that. Accurate. Accurate. Uh, it was a big football weekend. Lots to get to. A uh, lot of K-State. A lot of Chiefs talk coming. Uh, I won't make you sit through two hours of Texas Rangers talk, even though there's big Game 7 tonight coming up and a thrilling Game 6 and all the drama that happened in Game 5 since we've talked and the you know, hit batter and the Grand Slam redemption last time. We won't do all that, but go Rangers. Uh, we'll talk football primarily here today. Take your calls on the IHOP hotline. Glad to do that with you. Uh, that IHOP Hotline, of course, is brought to you by IHOP, 869-1240, where guests can enjoy the new pumpkin spice pancake combo, uh, so you can get your hands on that over at IHOP if you'd like. We'll have some giveaways today. 
I will give away some HTO and some hockey. I'm going to put Tommy on the spot there, perhaps. Uh, we'll do that as well throughout the show today. And Trias Lada, our KU insider, joins us a little bit later in the program as well. Top of the next hour as KU comes out of the bye week and gets ready for a big one. Uh, News and Lawrence as they get the main Fox crew and show and fanfare coming into Lawrence. So that'll be fun this weekend. A lot to get to on the program today. Glad to have you with us today. Uh, Tommy, how was your weekend? It was good. Busy weekend. Uh, went to uh, went to Tanganyika Wildlife Park with, uh, oh, with a toddler, the Pumpkins and the Park Festival uh, on Saturday night. So did that. Had uh, the Hadwin Family Foundation charity event last night that I went to. It, it was a busy weekend. We had Thunder Hockey on Friday night to kick off the season. Um, so I, I need a weekend from my weekend. Yeah, I, those are I, – I actually did okay. I had the I had the CBS Sports Shift Saturday, which took most of the day, and then – Yesterday, I was able to kind of veg. We've had sick kids, kind of a rotating, uh, you know, sick kids for like a week here now where it's not anything major bad. It's just kind of annoying. Uh, so we've, we've been dealing with that. But I, I watched, you know, I watched the Chiefs and all the way through the Rangers. I mean, I was, that was a good like wow. six-hour block yeah. there I got. And and I didn't get messed with. I, I did have my my kids watched the Rangers with me, though. I was like, all right, you guys have got to watch with me here. And they made it up through most of it. And they were kind of into it. One one of my daughters couldn't wait for the commercials every time because she thought they were funny. Uh, my son was running around playing with something, not really paying attention. My oldest daughter was kind of into it, though. Uh, she was she was feeling it, kind of understanding it. So it was good. It was good. Good dad moment to watch that last night. Um, we had let's 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 start Chiefs, Tommy. Uh, because K State, a lot to talk to uh, talk about there, but the Chiefs are are a little more fresh on our minds. Playing last night, look, I thought, you know, when we talk about that game, honestly, my biggest takeaway it wasn't that Mahomes, you know, crushed them. It wasn't that Kelsey was, you know, putting together one of his best performances in front of his best girl up in the state. It wasn't any of that. It was the offensive line, Tommy. For me, like Patrick Mahomes had all day yesterday against a team again with a coach who's supposed to be a defensive whiz who's invested in Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and cannot get anything going for a pass rush. I, I tip of my cap goes to the chiefs offensive line yesterday. You give Mahomes that much time. He's going to kill anybody like that. That was, that was a really impressive performance. I thought from that group, I think it was really good. I also tip my cap to the defense and I wonder is Kansas City's defense the best really in the NFL? Are they one of them? I mean, they've got to be top five at this point. I mean, so good. Oh, for five sure. sacks yes, on absolutely. Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, that was the, the Chargers. The that was Herbert. Yeah, like yeah. they 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 were in Herbert's face all day long. Like yep. their pressure was relentless. The exact and, opposite. And can we say, I mean, is it fair to say they might be the best defense right now currently in the NFL? Um, no, I'm going to give that to Cleveland. And I know yesterday was weird for them. And there were a lot of points. They gave up scored. a lot of points to Indianapolis. They also shut down San Francisco two weeks ago. Like, I, I would still probably give that nod slightly to Cleveland. I think Cleveland's got a really good defense. Dallas, I still think with, I think the Diggs thing is lingering for them a little bit. Um, but they're, they're definitely top five. I mean, they're, and that's all they don't. It doesn't matter that, you know, that that's the Chiefs. And I said this this weekend because we went through NFL and I had a few people ask me, like, well, in this weird year of the NFL where it doesn't seem like anybody's running away with it, who do you have? And I said, well, if I was and it's interesting talking to people who aren't right smack in the middle of Chiefs kingdom. 
And I'm like, look, if if I'm the rest of the league and I see the way the Chiefs have struggled, quote unquote, on offense thus far through the season and they're five and one, I'd be very concerned if I was the rest of the league. And and this played itself out exactly that way. They have found their receiver to step up, and it's Rashi Rice. And clearly, it's happening. Uh, Sky Moore uh, didn't have a great receiving game, but man, he had some key. He he was a big he was big on a couple of blocks. I thought, which was good. It means he's invested and bought in. Hey, look at that! We saw MVS make a big play. Yeah, that's why he's there. And McCole Hardman gets the big special teams play. So like. It's the Rushy Rice thing, and and Travis Kelsey is. I mean, if you're just going to keep playing zone on the Chiefs, that what are you doing, Brandon Staley? Like, yeah. I I just do Terrible not understand decision. it with that guy. I I can't. Like, what are they so enamored with? What I I don't know. I their can't defense that. is terrible. Travis Kelsey is wide open. Like, what? Switch it up. You're a defensive guy. Like. My nine-year-old daughter doesn't know exactly what a touchdown is, but knows you should switch up the zone there and stop letting Kelsey just <laughs> demolish you. Like, what are we doing here? I, I cannot figure it out with that guy. Like, what are they so in love with with him? He punted. I'll give him some credit. They punted once. I saw it. He did. Uh, yeah. You know, I. God bless. I I can't. The poor Chargers fans, man. You they to sit there and see. Herbert and guys like Keenan Allen, who is such a stud, and like it's just like it's like oh man, that's agonizing for them. Uh, but the Chiefs well, look great. Yeah, you know Josh Palmer had a big game for the Chargers. Yeah. I thought that he might, uh, considering that you know Mike Williams is out and Quentin Johnston sure. hasn't really done much. I figured the Chiefs' defense would try to lock down Keenan Allen, and then Josh Palmer could feast a little bit. That that was really the only bright spot offensively. Uh, I, I think. Okay, I, I think we had a little bit of an audio glitch there. Jad, enlighten us. Where where did that cut out? Uh, I can't exactly remember okay. exactly where it cut out. Make that last point again, Tommy, because I lost yeah. it right when you were in the middle of that last point. So make that last so, point you were making again. Yeah, I was just saying I think that that's the effort on both sides of the ball that we've needed to see from Kansas City all season long. Yeah. We saw it to an extent in the Bears game. The offense came to life. But on both sides of the ball, just a complete effort from Kansas City. Uh, and I, that's really the, like the explosive offense and then the lockdown defense. Those two things all came together at one time. It was fun to watch. It, it was. It was really um, – it, it was a complete game. But, again, it, it was the trenches. Like, it was – that game was won and just dominated on the lines for Kansas City. I, when was the last time we saw Mahomes that comfortable? Like, he just was – just chilling. Um, and, and then, you know, and, and look, they did switch it up to man occasionally, and then he just d- devastated them with some big pickups on the ground with his legs, which is what he's, I, I think this is the best year we've seen of him doing that. But yeah, you're right. Defensively, like, th- the Chargers didn't have a chance. Like, offensively, yeah, and the first half was going, and they were moving the ball, and the Chiefs adjusted it out, but and Herbert had somebody in his face it felt like on every throw he tried to make. Like, they were just 
yeah. all over him. And some well-timed blitzes, of course, which Spags is great at. But it, it was it was perfect for what Kansas City needed to do. Uh, and they flex a little bit, and the Chargers now are a non-threat in the division. In, in that... is welcome 869-1240 Sports Daily on 97.5 and 1240 KFH Wichita's number one sports radio Yeah look I think that that's one of those where I want to hear Mahomes and Kelsey mic'd up moments and hear them just like shred, like what are they doing like wh- why do they keep giving us this like, it doesn't make any sense. But, hey, uh, you take it if it's there, and it was there, and they took it to the tune of 12 catches for 179 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tommy, Travis Kelsey in that game made my betting weekend uh, because I had it in a couple of, like, I had his big game as a part of some things, and it made for a good weekend in a wildly unpredictable NFL weekend. It actually ended up pretty good. Uh, for me in a betting perspective, and most of it was because of Travis Kelsey in that game. I, I thought he would have a big game. I That was that was certainly a big game, right? That was wild uh, just to watch it. It was like it was like we were in Groundhog Day, right? Like it was just over and over and over and over again, the same thing, and they absolutely refused to do anything about it. And it was like, okay, well, if that's how we want to play this, we're just going to keep doing it. And they could not get off the field because they had no answers for – Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, it reminded me a lot of uh, back in the days when uh, Tom Brady had Rob Gronkowski. And every time it seemed like there was a a third down, you knew he was going probably to Gronk and Gronk was going to get the first down. And and he did. And defenses either couldn't stop it or wouldn't stop it. Like it was one way or the other. And that reminded me a little bit of that yesterday. I mean, what more can you say? I mean, you've got that hookup that they're so comfortable with between Mahomes and Kelsey and then a defense playing zone where they never adjusted. They never really tried to take Kelsey away. And there are ways that you can try to limit him a little bit. There are ways, I mean, you can bracket him, you can double him, you can do some of these different things to try to at least make it a little bit more difficult for that hookup and that connection to happen. The Chargers were unwilling or unable to do any of that. And so that connection just continued throughout the entire game. And, and it, it's it's baffling to me. Because I feel like the Chargers do have the personnel to be able to at least attempt to try to take Travis Kelsey away, but they never really tried to, I feel like. I don't think we were watching the same game as their coaching staff, quite frankly. Yeah. I think that's just kind of how they did. Let those two's connection, though, is pretty wild. Um, you know, I, I, it's, I think Kelsey's the best that's ever done it. I think that, you know, his personality and attitude – like, he's going to play for a while, right? Like, I, there's no reason that I would think he's going to stop playing. I know he's 34, but it feels like he's going to play for three or four more years at least. I mean, Tony Gonzalez played until he was 37 um, and was very productive between his age, well, in his last three seasons, uh, you know, all in Atlanta. But he was he was a really productive player even then. 
I think Kelsey's going to go for a long time, don't you? Like, this this is, it feels like we need to, like, there's almost this vibe of like, oh, it's going to end someday. But I, I mean, what, what tells us that Travis Kelsey's anywhere done playing football? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to the concern that everybody had a couple different times this season for, for injury reasons. And, you know, Travis Kelsey has been pretty healthy throughout the course of his career overall. And this was really the first time in a long time this season where we saw some injury concerns, the the knee injury before the season started, um, you know, the ankle a couple of weeks ago. And I think it started to get the wheels turning a little bit for people thinking, well, you know, he is getting older and, and you know, maybe this is something that's going to continue well, he is. You know, as he, but I will say like the game yesterday, I think it was a good bounce back from just all these different concerns about, is he healthy? Is he hundred percent? And I know that they had that eight, the ankle taped up pretty well. And that's probably something that's going to linger for a while for him, but man, no really ill effects from that yesterday in the game. And I think that just the, the fact that we saw, you know, a couple of, those injury concerns this season started to get people thinking about when is the end going to be here for Travis Kelsey? I'm with you. I think we've got a long time to go. Yeah, I do too. I look, it's, it, there's no need to think about that because it's at least not going to be in the next two or three years. And you know, it, it's, it's been, I, I cannot imagine what this season has been like for him, not just because he's having a good year, but the Taylor Swift stuff, his podcast, his, maybe is it a beef with Aaron Rodgers over, you know, pharmaceutical philosophies? Like, it's it's wild. Um, but he consistently is in the news. And, and Romo, I think it was Romo. It was either Romo or Nance, but I'm pretty sure it was Romo. was like, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff with this guy. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, because he doesn't, no offense to Taylor Swift, he doesn't love any of it more than he loves football right now. And and that's true. Like, he, and, and I heard him on somewhere, whether it was his own podcast or somewhere, maybe it was Pat McAfee. He's like, I would do this for free. Like, are you kidding me? I get, I, I get to play football. Like, I don't, it's not lost on me how lucky I am. And he's, he just, he's a junkie for it. And, uh, you know, Chiefs fans, that combination, like of all the things that have happened in this dynasty that's existing right now, that's the one that you feel the most fortunate about. I think if you're a Chiefs fan, is the fact that those two have been able to link up, have their relationship off the field that clearly translates on the field, and it's it's awesome to watch, even if you're laughing at the Chargers for not making any adjustments to it yesterday when it was so funny to me to watch that play out. I'm like, like this is coaching. Like, I here I thought we were going to get into a situation where you know, Staley would would blow it at the end like he does by going for it on some random fourth and 27 or, or whatever it is. But nope, it's that the defensive whiz that they've got in there as their head coach refuses to cover the best player on the field. Okay, interesting strategy, Staley. That that That's an interesting one. But, you know, obviously Travis Kelsey has something to do with that too. And they did make an adjustment, and then Patrick Mahomes killed him with your legs. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, all right. Elsewhere in the NFL, before we jump into K-State here, Tommy, and then we've got KU talk at the top of the hour coming. Um, it was a weird day, I thought, in the NFL. No surprise, right? We get those occasionally. I thought this was one of them. Um, you know, uh, the 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 Bills fall to the Patriots. I The Bills are just, I don't know how they're going to sustain with all these injuries. I really don't. Uh, the Browns survive in a wild game against Indianapolis. But it has to be, right, as we're looking around the league. Pittsburgh had a big win. 
Um, and I'm just looking at the AFC here of meaningful outcomes. We already mentioned Baltimore. the Dolphins. Baltimore, it's Baltimore for sure. Yeah, it's 100% Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, just the, we were texting during the game yesterday, you and me. Just I, I figured that it would be a game. Like I thought that it would be a battle, and it wasn't at all. And I think that I mean, even the network thought it was going to be a battle. They switched away from the game, you know, midway through. I think the third quarter, um, because the the Ravens just absolutely dominated Dan Campbell's team, and the Lions have been the darlings of the NFL this season, right? You know, and I think. Uh, Everybody thinking, okay, you know, they're going to be coming in. They knocked off the Chiefs and on opening night. Uh, you know, they've got all this talent. They're getting healthier. Um, and they just, they were blanked. I mean, just absolutely trounced by the Ravens. And the Ravens have not looked good at multiple times over the course of the season. So I don't, honestly, at this point, I don't know what to make of that result. I don't know if it's just a just a, an anomaly uh, or if we're seeing Lamar Jackson wake up a little bit and the Ravens are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I think if they played that game five more times, nothing close to that happens again. Yeah. I, I think that it was bad. You know, it was right place, right time kind of thing for Baltimore. I, I'm not going to take too much away from it, from the lions because they have beaten good teams and they do have quality wins. Like clearly they, their game plan wasn't it in that game. They are dealing with some injuries too. Um, but like I, it just seems like an outlier. Other than, I don't want to take anything away from Baltimore when I say that, because Baltimore could have won that game by one point, and we would have been impressed, right? I think for the Lions, you just like wash your hands of it and move on. Don't worry too much about it. Uh, but for Baltimore, it does, you know, sort of introduce. And look, they can't keep anybody healthy in the backfield and all of these things. But they, you know, Lamar Jackson is still good. By the way. Zay Flowers is really good. They still have Mark Andrews. I mean, Zay Flowers, like if we're really thinking at Baltimore, like he he looks as good as anybody they've had in this Lamar Jackson era. It's a really good fit. I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball the way they want to. They did yesterday. But if they can, they're, they're maybe, I mean, they're at least in the conversation, right, with Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Miami. And Kansas City, I, I think they probably belong in that stratosphere at the moment because they've got the capability to do what they did yesterday. I don't think they're up there with Kansas City, but what does that even mean? Because you, you really just have to ask the question, like, could Baltimore come into Arrowhead and win a game? Well, of course they could. And really, like, that becomes the question, right? Could X team come into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs in the playoffs? Baltimore, I think, is in the conversation of a team that you're like, yes, they could. So what do you have? Jacksonville, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Buffalo probably. I, I think Miami probably still deserves to be there. So, I mean, it's still a big group of teams in the AFC. And I do think that the Chiefs are the favorite out of that group, for sure. Uh, yeah. Just because of the way their defense is playing. But it is it is going to be an interesting AFC race because I think all those teams are pretty good and they can all beat each other. And that's, I, I'm not even trying to be like, because of course that always happens, you know, anybody can beat anybody in the NFL, we know that. But if you go to the NFC and you really ask the same question about the 49ers and the other teams that might be in the playoffs, it's a different answer, right? So if we're going to say the Falcons are the champions of it, like can the Falcons go into San Francisco and win in the playoffs? No, no, Probably they not. can't. No. Um, and, and there's lots of those teams, you know, like 
that'll get into the postseason, like whoever it ends up being. So I do think it's different. I think we're seeing what we thought we might see, and that's a big group of really good teams in the AFC, and then a separate. I mean, you got San Francisco, you've got Philly. We thought maybe you'd have the Lions, but maybe you don't, and that's kind of it. I think like I'm not putting the Cowboys there. I'm sorry. Like they're not there right now. And and who else is there right now in the NFC? Well, you know, I think that also going back to your comment about the Ravens, uh, I mean, just look at their division overall. They're better than the Steelers are. Yep. They're better than the Browns are. I know the Browns have a four and two record. I think that four and two record is a little bit deceiving. Well, that they just have a really, is good, really good. Right. Yeah. But I, I think that from top to bottom, I think the Ravens are better than the Browns are. And then really it comes down to the Bengals, I think. And, um, you know, depending on when the Ravens catch the Bengals and, and, you know, what that looks like, I mean, that's going to be an interesting matchup in the division. But, man, I think right now, especially after what we saw yesterday, I mean, I think you can make a strong case that the Ravens are maybe the best team in that division. Uh, and I, I know Cincinnati is going to have something to say about that. But, man, I, I cannot be any more impressed with the effort yesterday that the Ravens had against a Lions team that I think people were starting to pick to be alongside San Francisco as maybe the champions of the NFC. So, I mean, that's just an incredibly impressive win. And I know that you said, hey, if the Ravens even win by one, that's an impressive win. Well, yeah, sure, but they won by like five touchdowns. I mean, like, I know. And, they, and that doesn't they happen smoked, in the NFL. They smoked Cleveland, by the way. That's why I say, like, and, and look, I picked the Ravens. I picked the Ravens in our weekly picks. I thought that this was a really good spot for them. Felt like a John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh beat Dan Campbell yesterday, clearly. And that's what that's kind of what I was sensing there is this is a really big letdown spot for the Lions because they have been the darlings and they're about to go up on the road against one of the best in the business in Harbaugh. And they clearly, again, if they play that game five more times, that's not the outcome, I don't think. Uh, you know, I don't think Baltimore is that much more talented than Detroit I think they just executed a perfect game plan for what they were doing and that's that's why the Ravens are dangerous right that's why they're always in the mix that's why even if Lamar Jackson's been hurt it's you can never overlook them they're just they're they're well coached and they execute what they're supposed to do they're a good team and and they clearly to me had the biggest with them and the Chiefs look I don't want to take anything away from the Chiefs that was a big win for the Chiefs uh you know that was that was impressive for the Chiefs and you know the Falcons win was big right because of the circumstances in there but uh, it was a wacky it was a wacky day in the NFL uh, you had Denver get a win uh, Green Bay continues to struggle mightily the commanders lose to the lowly Giants just just some w weird stuff I thought the Steelers uh, were impressive any other outcomes that we care about so the Bears win which is interesting they looked like they're going to have the top two picks and they come in with their backup yeah. quarterback uh, and and get a win but it was I, the here's so in a sort of weird day for the NFL, Tommy, and we'll get into Monday Night Football in the next hour. But just stew on this a little bit. In a weird week, could it finish weird with the Vikings and the Niners tonight? It could it absolutely I, could? You know what I mean? Like, I, is there something with? And there's no Justin Jefferson, so I don't think so. But, but think about this. Think about this. And I know that the 49ers are you know extremely talented, but they're going to be without Debo Samuel. They might be without Christian McCaffrey. They might be without Trent Williams. I mean, they're banged up. And on top of that, I mean, the Vikings, you better believe, they are looking at what happened yesterday with the Lions and thinking, okay, we've got an opportunity. If we can win, you know, we're going to be, I think, what, they'll be two games back at that point. 
And it's a, it's a must win for the Vikings, but especially after a Lions loss yesterday, I mean, the Vikings can get right back into that divisional race. Yeah, they can. They definitely can. Um, but it's going to take, again, no, no Jefferson against that defense, which I don't think is dealing with any injuries. We, I'm, I'm, you know, I would love to say I can't wait to watch that game, but I probably won't watch a second of it because I'll be watching game seven. You've of got the two ALCS, TVs for that reason. I, I know, but the problem is, so we have a, a, another screen down here that we watch movies on. And I told the girls last night, like, if you guys will watch the game with me, I'll put it on the big screen. And they did. And now I'm like, well. I, I can't watch it anywhere else now. They won last night. Now I'm now I'm bound. Like I've got to have I've got to go get back on the same clothes and sit in the exact same spot and what. So I don't know if I can. I don't know if I, I I'm moderately superstitious. Moderately superstitious. Um, I I don't need to get into all that. You're not super. You're not superstitious. You're just a little stitious. Yeah, just just it's yeah. a little stitious. Like for instance, well. So here's a good example, um, and I don't know if I want to say it. Nope, you know what? I'm not going to say it because it might mess it up. We're not going to talk okay. about it. I'll all talk right. about it after tonight. Uh, all right, 869-1240 is the number on the IHOP hotline. Let's uh, let's get into K-State next on the way out. We'll give away some HTO, Jad. Let's do a free coffee, a free HTO brew house, and a free iced tea. So the iced tea, more than 25 flavors. You can get your hands on at any of the Wichita East, West, or Derby locations. And then the brew house offering, which is all the coffee drinks. Everybody loves all the iced coffee. You can get that at HTO East or in Derby. So East Wichita or Derby for the for the brew house. 869-1240, first caller. Get your hands on some HTO. We'll come back. Hey, Cat fans, how you feeling today? We'll talk about it next. Seven five and twelve forty KFH. Oh, okay, take it easy. We're going on the air. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back, everybody. Brian wins a little HTO. Congratulations to Brian. 
Uh, we'll get those to you. Chad, I owe you some more of those cards. I'll bring them up there uh, at some point here soon. All right, Tommy, let's talk a little K-State football. Um, that was impressive. Yeah, like that was uh, <laughs> that was exactly what you wanted to see and exactly why I think that they are just fine running a two-quarterback system. Uh, it's It's what, you know, it's sort of what I hoped when I thought that they might run the two-quarterback system is playing it out that way, right? Like, don't put too much pressure on Avery Johnson, the passer, just yet if you don't have to. And you saw in that game that Will Howard was a great passer, which is which is awesome to see, right? And Avery Johnson still gets a ton of reps, provides the explosion with his legs. They just sort of played the way TCU defended him. It was funny. I had people messaging me. And, you know, at the beginning of the game, they're like, get Will Howard out of there. Like, why would you play Will Howard? Like, what's going on here? Like, what are we doing? And I was like, guys, they have like 350 yards of offense in the first half. Like, I think what they're doing is working. And then by the end of it, they're like, well, I guess Will Howard doesn't suck. Like, he's still pretty good. I'm like, yeah, it's a guy we thought might be an NFL guy. Like, just just chill a little bit. Um, the pressure is going to get taken off of Will Howard, too, by the way, who can also run. He had a couple of good runs in that game. But, you know, like that's that's it. That's the ticket for K-State. And and I'm going to be 100% honest here, Tommy. As K-State, you know, gets ready and they get to play Houston this weekend and then Texas, and you can't overlook Houston, right, after we saw what they did against Texas. But if you want to beat Texas in Austin, I firmly believe and have that having this confusing thing to try to defend is absolutely the best way to do that. And if you can have... Will Howard, a part of these game plans still, throwing the ball effectively like he did against TCU and confusing defenses on which one are we going to get ready for here, it's their best shot to beat Texas. I believe that firmly. I was really, really skeptical, as you know, about the two-quarterback system going into the game against TCU. I was skeptical about it, not because I doubted either Will Howard or Avery Johnson. I was skeptical about it because I felt like you run the risk of not having consistency. You run the risk of the other players, you know, maybe not totally being on the same page on exactly what the plan is moving forward. There's a trust factor. There's all of that, you know, allowing a quarterback to settle into a game. If you're, you know, consistently switching back and forth, you know, there's some there's some risk there. I was really skeptical about it, but man, uh, the K State offense proved me wrong on Saturday. They they honestly did. With the way that they went about it, I mean, I think that that's about the best way that you can go about it if you're going to switch back and forth between Will Howard and Avery Johnson. And it, it seemed to me incredibly seamless, and it didn't look like there was any sort of confusion. It didn't look like there was any sort of issues with that. Like It looked like the entire offensive unit knew at any given time which quarterback was going to be out there and and how they were going to play and the way that it was going to go and it seemed to work in you know most cases and so you know while the the risk is there and i think that if you continue in that system the risk will continue to present itself but man if they can do that consistently moving forward like against texas and against other teams then yeah i mean i think that they'll continue to see that level of success it looks good when you have 587 yards of offense right. and 41 points i get it but the, but the reality for this team and this group is there's always been a good chance it could happen seamlessly because Will Howard's done this before. 
I mean, he did it to a smaller degree last year with Adrian Martinez, right? Both directions. And then Adrian Martinez gets hurt, and then Howard comes in, and then Martinez gets mixed in a little bit. I, I, I think it's so similar to what K-State dealt with a year ago that it helps. And the other thing is sometimes when you get into these situations with two quarterbacks, it's because one of them isn't very good. And I do think that K-State yeah. has two good quarterbacks here. Now, one has the highest upside possible, right? But the other is a savvy veteran who knows what he's doing throwing the ball. Avery Johnson needs time to learn how to do that. And and he's going to get that time. Look, he got 10 passes in that game. He only completed 50% of them. That's not a good enough number. Okay, so, don't, don't, you know, I know his arm is incredible, and I know, like, that's definitely his game. He's not just a running quarterback. I Trust me, I understand that. I've watched this kid for five years now. But that doesn't mean he has to be ready immediately as a true freshman to come in and read college defenses and know exactly what to do in those situations. This also allows for the best, again, to me, the best development of Avery Johnson while you're also trying to win games. If K-State was, you know, three and three, or it looked like, okay, we're not going to win the Big 12, then the decision's much easier. You just go with Avery Johnson, right? You think about the future of the program and you go with it. This coaching staff is loyal to Will Howard. Other players see and notice that. That's important to people too. There is a psychological and emotional component to this. Will Howard is Chris Kleiman. I don't know that anybody was happier for Will Howard than Chris Kleiman after the game, basically. Because he's had to sit there and listen to it all week. And then Kleiman's like, this is the life, but, you know, he used for Elijah Lee, the lifeblood of the defense. He said, this is the lifeblood of our offense. Mm-hmm. And it's true, he is. And, and a part of that is, if Avery Johnson started and played every snap the rest of the way, his biggest cheerleader on the sideline is going to be Will Howard. That's the way he's always been. That's the way he is. He's going to help him. He, you know, he bleeds purple. So this is perfect. And Avery Johnson needs it too. Avery Johnson needs Will Howard to be able to come in there and throw the ball when it needs to be thrown while he still learns and develops that part of his game. This And, and they're not going to come out and have that kind of success every week. But don't be ready to bail quickly if, let's say, Will Howard comes in and has a bad series. And it's like, oh, why are we? There's a reason for it. And I think the reason is good. And I think, Tommy, it all points to Texas. You got you can't overlook Houston. It's not what I'm saying. But I think the reason that this is important is because that's their best shot at beating Texas and Austin is to make the Longhorns have to prepare for both of these guys. It really does remind me of Bama when Tua was a true freshman, when it was like, Tua's great, but that doesn't mean it's all Tua time right away, right? It was, it was Jalen Hurts, right, that was ahead of him and who was great. And it's like, let's let, and, and they did that effectively until the very end. And I think K-State can do the same thing because everybody's bought into it, right? There, there's nobody outside of fans that are just rabid for Avery Johnson. And I, and I promise I get that. Like, I totally get that. But I do think this is their best chance to win games and big games too. Here's the other element about the game on Saturday that I think can easily get drowned out because yeah, of does. all of the issues with quarterback and what they're going to do, the defense played outstanding. I mean, they played really, really well. And this is a defense that we've had conversations about week after week after week about, can they win a Big 12 championship? Are they good enough? Uh, I know they've been injured, but, you know, do they have the the players to be able to make it happen? And, and they did, at least on Saturday. 
Desmond Purnell had a great game, an interception, a half a sack, five tackles. Uh, so really solid performance from him. But the Kansas State defense held TCU, albeit a freshman quarterback in Chandler Morris, but held TCU to three points. And, you know, so if you can have that dynamic offense and you can switch back and forth between Will Howard and Avery Johnson seamlessly and that all works and you get defensive outings like you had on Saturday, then again, like those two things combined are going to be the best way to go into Austin and beat Texas. It is. It's so unfortunate that they lost Oklahoma State, and I knew this would happen. Like, it wasn't – It wasn't. I was watching the game and, like, thinking we're going to talk about the quarterbacks as we've done forever now, and this defensive performance has been incredible. It was – you know, Wyatt Thompson had a great point on it. He was like – I'm telling you, when I watch this defense and I watch him all the time, he's like, I do think they're getting better. Like, it's not a and, – and Wyatt's never been dishonest or anything. Like, he he's very straight shooting and everything, and he sees more of the team than anybody. He's like, I, I think this defense is getting better. Well, it translated against TCU. And as they find a rhythm, that's going to play a factor as well. You know, I hope – what I hope is we don't look back in the end of this and – like just like agonize over the Oklahoma State loss who by the way went to Morgantown and got a massive win uh the, over the weekend Oklahoma State's the yep. hottest team in the league for yeah. sure uh it, and you know unfortunately for K-State they got to be the beginning of that uh, but it was just an unbelievable win for the Wildcats we'll have more looking back on it look ahead to Houston Thank you, Texas, for reminding everybody not to overlook Houston or anybody in this league. I think what happened in that game will will help K-State through that a little bit as Texas looms in a couple of weeks. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll talk KU. They did not play last week, but, boy, they got a big one coming this week. Is Jalen Daniels going to play? I got no idea. Like, has anything happened there? Do we know anything else? We'll ask Shreya Slaughter, our KU insider, when we return on Sports Daily. With Bob and Tom on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, Wichita's most listened to sports radio, always live on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.